Hello, 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 everybody. How you doing? This is the Signless Podcast. My name is Akram, and today we have a new episode. As I was preparing for today's episode, I went to the subreddit PhD, and I found like the top four, I guess, the top four popular posts are kind of interesting. So I'm going to talk about them a little bit today. One of them is somebody that is venting and another one is a need for an advice, building a your personal website and an PhD opportunity with a twist. PhD opportunity for fat people. <laughs> I swear I'm not kidding. This is what is written. I'm going to link it, obviously. It says uh, PhD opportunity for fat people. Funded PhD opportunity. Love the outdoors. Identify as bi fat, disabled, queer, and or non-binary. Learn more about the funded PhD opportunity with Dr. Courtney Zeto at Queen's University. And there's a QR code uh, attached to the picture. Hold on. Project description. In 2018, Latria Graham wrote for Outside Magazine, we might not be in national parks, but we're at the lake, at private camp campgrounds close to home, and in state parks. I'm able to do everything my ancestors couldn't. That's the structure of my resistance. Racialized people, women, the LGBTQ plus community, disabled people, and those who identify as fat have all created grassroots programs to support each other in a constellation of resistance against what outdoor culture has historically been. White, able-bodied, heterosexual male. This project seeks to uplift and amplify these structures of resistance by learning from and with the very people who are doing what their ancestors could not do. As a part of a five-year uh, five SSHRC Insight Grant, we are coordinating a multi-sided project with the following objectives. 1. Amplify the work of traditionally marginalized groups who reclaim space in outdoor culture. 2 challenge dominant narr narratives that reproduce the white heteropatriarchy and tend to recolonize outdoor culture. And three, learn how these groups navigate, negotiate, resist, and interpret recreation on stolen land or for indigenous groups, colonized land. As a way forward, this project is for those who live their resistance in the outdoors by taking up space. With these objectives in mind, we are looking for one doctoral student and one master's student to support the grant with their own thesis projects. The doctoral student will work with Dr. Courtney Esseto at Queen's University and the master student will work with Dr. Jennifer Wigglesworth at the University of Northern British Columbia. We are looking for a PhD student who identifies as BIPOC, non-gender conforming, LGTB, LGTBQ+, hat and or disabled, preference for First Nations myths or Inuit applicants, loves the outdoors or would like to get into outdoor culture, works well in a team environment, ideally has a background in kinesiology. I have no idea what kinesiology. Let me let me let me Google that. Kinesiology is the scientific study of human body movement. Kinesiology addresses physiological, anatomical, biomechanical, pathological, neuropsychological principles and mechanisms of movement. Okay. So has a background in kinesiology and health studies 
indigenous studies, cultural geography, sociology, or cultural studies, or a similar degree program, is looking to conduct a critical qualitative thesis project, is able to live in Kingston, Ontario, at least until coursework is complete, Queen's University School of Kinesiology and Health Studies, entry requirement, evidence of successful completion of a master's degree, and English language comprehension tests, like funding is the successful candidate will receive a 12,000 CDN stipend per year for four years, 24 to 27. Doctoral students in the School of Kinesiology and Health Studies also receive teaching assistantship positions funded by the SKHS at approximately $7,000 per year, and a graduate admission scholarship of approximately $8,000 varies from year to year. So basically like 27000 a year. Application procedure, I'm going to link everything in here. If you're someone who identifies as any of these things that uh, were mentioned in the description that I just read, then by all means apply for the program and you're interested in doing the program, then, you know, apply for the program. But I, I want to know why did they title it PhD opportunity for fat people? I don't know what that, what does being fat has to do with it. If you if you're in for a laugh do go and check the comments of the reddit post some of them are, are pretty funny so i think i read one over here like joe wildwood as together we will fight capitalism under and usher a social a socialist utopia in the meantime take your twenty thousand dollar a year salary and shut up peasant <laughs> so I don't know, like it's it's quite funny. It's, it's There are funny aspects to it. People who are really looking for opportunities like this, people who might be interested, might be interested in this kind of project. So if you're interested, go for it. Uh, I would, of course, like I don't know why did they choose this these requirements for being part of this phd program if you feel that uh, this is good for you this is something that you can relate to by all means apply for it so this is one of the posts that i wanted to talk about the other one is by cat parent for and it was 18 hours ago it says i work less than 14 hour 40 hours a week not really event, but I work less than 40 hours a week purposefully because I get paid least than minimum wage. I'm happier and healthier because of it. When I get paid a living wage, I will treat this as a full-time job. But until then, I'm doing the bare minimum and trying to enjoy life outside of school. I encourage anyone who can, who can to work less. Also join your union effort if you have one. 40 hours a week that's like eight hours a day cat parent is is not really kind of skipping work they're just working like the exact hours like kind of nine to five something like that and i guess if you're doing okay if your progress is uh, going well with your phd program then by all means why would you overwork yourself but if your experiment or if your research is not work is not going well and also not giving it your all or like not putting in more efforts to try to make it work i think that's when the problems start to appear some of the comments over here you can see luke ramar maybe says i do maybe five to six hours of actual work monday to wednesday and two to three hours on thursday no point in doing more when the work is getting done and i have better things to do with my time and he got 
42 upvotes for that for that comment. Uh, Remarkable Dress 7991 says, Wow, I'm so grateful for this post and your comment. I do in vivo work and most of the time is spent just waiting for mice to breed and having pups mature just so I can do my actual experiment. I've always felt guilty that I'm not putting in 50 to 60 hours a week constantly because that's just what you do during PhD during a PhD not a biologist goes and says no stress I had no excuse but still worked at most half time whatever gets things done is more than enough and then Luke Ramar goes back and says I'm in social sciences now but I used to work in a parasitology lab and still did less than 40 hours of actual work every week if you're well organized and have a plan it's just unnecessary to be doing 60 hours a week yeah I guess if your work is done, if you're organized, if you can finish your work on time, then why would you just stay there for longer than you're supposed to? If you're listening to this podcast and uh, go back and, and listen to the episode with Dr. Mahmoud, that guy has the most fun and also works the hardest. I think his secret is that when he's in the lab, he's always doing stuff. He's not just sitting there just wasting time. But once that work is done, he's out of the lab. He just doesn't just stay there doing nothing or just tries to come up with things to do just to justify him being in the lab so yeah i guess 40 hours a week is not so bad next colleague made me cry while presenting and this is a post by hot girl 9705 23 hours ago i was presenting my current research at a work conference with a few of our sociology chairs around 15 people First, it was going pretty well, but then people kept interrupting me to ask questions. Okay, I'm familiar with that, no problem. Then while I'm presenting, one of the regressions I calculated, a colleague asked me with a very confused face, I don't understand this table at all. So the effect is this way around me, who was a totally different point. No, exactly the other way around him. But in your table, it's like this. At this point, I was getting confused and didn't know what to do. Someone else chimed in and said that it's just written wrong, which I confirmed that yes, I must have made a mistake. The colleague was laughing and making jokes about it. I tried to continue to hold my presentation, but I couldn't. I just started crying. The colleague who organized everything jumped up said we will take a coffee break and ushered me out of the room. I went straight to the bathroom and had a breakdown. Now I'm on my way home, still crying. How am I supposed to look at anyone who was there ever again? I can't even imagine going into the office and seeing any of them. Should I just give up on my PhD? I guess I'm too stupid for this. No, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> and one of the, I think one of, I, I heard it a couple of times. One of the times was from Dr. Khan, may he rest in peace. Him and I saw someone on, on YouTube also, like uh, a, a professor also saying that for research, for PhD, you really got to have a thick skin. Your work is going to be questioned and poked. Some people will try to poke holes at it like all the time. That's that's just the work. That's just how it is. Whatever you present, people will start to question. I don't th I don't know what happened with you, hot girl, but I don't think that you're stupid. 
I think this this is just like you had a bad day and it happens to the best of us. Let's go and check some of the comments. Keevzy, 24 hours, 22 hours. And he, I guess, <laughs> he commented on the, I guess I'm too stupid for this, right? This part. This is by far the worst part of your entire story. Never let someone else lead you to question your self-worth. Not your colleague, not your advisor, not your partner, no one. Everyone else is right. Your colleague behaved like a jerk. It's all right if he asks questions from a place of genuinely trying to understand your material. And it's perfectly all right if you became flustered by those questions or even confused by your own results in, the mo in that moment. It happens. But his reaction was inappropriate, unprofessional, and totally uncalled for. If I may give some unsolicited advice, give yourself some grace regarding your reaction to this situation. If a good friend of yours told you this story, would you first, would your first thought would be, oh, I guess he or she is too stupid to do a PhD. If not, then it may be worth examining why you're being so harsh on yourself. And then, you know, other comments also like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> another comment by, you know, these nicknames, God damn it, Reddit. I do like farts, <laughs> says, Wow, your colleague sounds like a D star CK. What the hell makes fun of someone for making a mistake, especially in a public setting like this? Oh, of course it happens. What do you mean? I do like farts. Like I was in a conference last year and I saw somebody just going at it with someone presenting. Like he was just, it was bad. So like it happens. And then he goes... Listen, we all make mistakes and lots of us have cried at work, either because it is Friday afternoon and the reactor you have been setting up the entire week and you are finally testing turns out to be leaking, that's me, or because you failed a PhD course by half a grade that you wasted a full Christmas break studying endlessly for. Also me. Or actually during the damn Christmas break, again, me every day. Or just generally being an overwhelmed fourth year PhD. Guess who? It was me. Yeah, I do like fuzz, you're funny. Or during a chair group meeting because you did not get a grant. That was actually a colleague. Okay, that's somebody else. We also all make dumb mistakes. I once spent a full day trying to figure out why my calculations didn't work. And it turns out that I was calculating the molecular weight of oxygen gas as 8 instead of 16. That's high school level knowledge. But for sure, the postdoc I asked to help me figure out what went wrong did not insult me or make fun of me. Doing a PhD is tough and no one will judge you for having an emotional moment. You need to shake it off. I am sure next time you see your colleagues, they will be sympathetic. And if anyone brings it up, you can just say you are sorry if your outburst made them feel uncomfortable and move on. As I see, like, there are so many comments. And this is something that is, I don't think Reddit is known for having a lot of people who sympathize with you. Actually, Reddit is considered a toxic place from what I've heard. Especially in the photography, you know, kind of community. Like, everybody's just poking fun at each other. But with the PhD post that I'm seeing here, everyone is just so compassionate. So th this is quite cool. So and and it's a very good place to get advice from from what I've, from what I'm seeing right now. Anyways, yeah. So this these were some of the posts that I read today. I checked on Reddit. As usual, pretty interesting. People breaking down. As usual, part of 
being in a PhD program, the amount of work that you do and a PhD program for fat people. If you liked today's episode, please uh, keep liking and hear the other podcast episodes if you haven't already. And if you know somebody who would be a good fit for this podcast, if you want somebody who wants to be on the podcast, send me a, me a message or a DM or whatever. Like, Thank you for listening and see you in the next one. Peace, people. Peace.